Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie. We come together this week to talk about the most important things that have occurred as we do every week. And this week, I want you to guess what we're going to start the show talking about. Am I guessing? Yeah, well, who else was going to guess? I don't know. I, it's funny. As you were talking, I'm like, why is he talking to, like, the listener? It doesn't do that. We don't, <laughs> no, we don't ever do that. I don't know. It's going to be something <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I'm assuming. Well, there's something that happened this week. And what? I think it's important. Oh, is it Kanye? And I want to talk about it. What did Kanye do? He met with Trump. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. No, that's not what I was talking about. Did you see... Well, you're on truth. I'm not. Did you see what Trump... His, like, truth about it? No. So fucking funny. What did he say? I... We're gonna, we're gonna disagree a lot in the coming months, Okay. I feel, as things start happening. I'm so sick of this guy. Like Of Trump? I, like, I can't stand him. Okay. Like, I think it's such... I think everything is such baloney. Okay. And, like... Mostly just because, like, he's just not... Ha- what I, The things I want, I'm not going to get through him. So, like, I'm taking my frustration out on him. Like, now you're just a distraction to the things I want done. But his fucking truth from that, it, it really just goes to show he... If you feel that way about Trump because you're not reading more of his truths. No, now well, that maybe. truth... Dude, every day he says shit. The shit you want to hear, I'm telling you. But... The truth was so ridiculous. Not that uh, I'm defending Donald Trump that much. You don't have to like him. But I think that him being out of the public eye makes it easier to think that. Okay. He said, Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, was asking me for advice concerning some of his difficulties, in particular having to do with his business. We also discussed, to a le- lesser extent, politics, where I told him he should definitely not run for president. Any voters you may have should vote for Trump. Anyway, we got along great. He expressed no anti-Semitism, and I appreciated all of the nice <laughs> things he said about me on Tucker Carlson. Why wouldn't I agree to meet? Also, I didn't know Nick Fuentes. <laughs> what a ridiculous paragraph. Just the fact that, like, in the middle of it, he just throws in. He showed no anti-Semitism. is so funny. Oh, my God. He's a funny guy. He's crazy. He's hilarious. Um, That's who he is. That's real. That's why I like Trump. Now, Kanye's version of the meeting and Trump's version of the meetings are clearly drastically different. Yeah. But a lot has to materialize for Kanye before he's actually running for president. And I think that's what people don't appreciate about what Trump actually did. That he actually did it? Like, you understand Bloomberg's immense wealth and power and the amount of times he's tried to do what Trump did, and he's never even come close. Bloomberg got... There are Boom, Bloomberg got pissed on. There are billionaires two years ago. and celebrities all across this country who would love for more power. It's not easy to just drop everything and run for president. So, like Kanye wants to do it. I hope he does it because I think it'd be good for America to hear what he has to say on a on a stage like the political well, if debate. What you, if what you kind of think is true, we'd have Jesus as president. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, like hey, we should probably give him a better platform. <laughs> We should all be listening to what Kanye has to say. I also like that he's bringing Nick Fuentes around because he challenges the narrative around Nick Fuentes, who I'm not, like, a fan of, per se, but, like, I like anyone who gets themselves on a no-fly list just by the opinions they hold and the things they say. Yeah, I respect that. So, Nick Fuentes is weird because I've never felt like he has a large audience, but he must because the... He's a threat. Do people perceive him to be a threat? Alright, so if it wasn't that, then what? What happened this week? Oh yeah, that was not it. Well, that's that's your first guess. You have a second guess. Uh, Thanksgiving? That was this past week. I did watch the parade. Did you watch any of the parade? No. I thought it was good this year. Yeah, it was better balloons this year. Last year, they started the parade off with, like, a literal strip tease by degenerate whores. I'm sure it was a oh, Broadway show. Is that what we're going to talk about? That happened this week. The Balenciaga shit? No, we could talk about that, though. Mm. <laughs> that has a lot of things 
in it too. Also, I think that's another reason why I'm just like mad at Trump. Why? What did Trump do with that? He's let he the did nothing. He lets the pedophiles run the country. He did nothing with that, but he let the pedophiles <laughs> run the country, man. <laughs> we elected you to not let the pedophiles run the country. Pizzagate was a large part of his support. Pizzagate is the realest <laughs> shit that's ever fucking happened. I know. And it's crazy that we just allowed it to happen, and people didn't sniff it, they didn't want to see it, they just turned a blind eye, called people crazy, oh, there's no kids in a basement, at a ping pong place, blah, 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 open your fucking eyes, look at where we are right now and what's going on. It's like, it's not coincidences, they are showing you what they're doing, they are, they are blatantly showing you what they do. These are evil people we are talking about. What I've learned from Pizzagate in the time since Pizzagate is that it's just too much for people to hear. Like, they can't process what you're saying. They're telling you. It doesn't matter. Like, the information overload that sets in the second you start talking about powerful people and pedophile rings and all that stuff, like, people just automatically dismiss it. It doesn't matter how many times and how many different places... This is proven it, to be, and it doesn't matter it how doesn't matter. tied together all the oh, it doesn't matter. It's just like are, no. So what I just say is like we are obviously run by a, essentially a cartel, an organized crime syndicate. It encompasses all forms of trafficking, all sorts of illicit Drug, behavior, weapon. Part of that Child. is pedophilia. Yeah. So like when Balenciaga gets in trouble for this, it's just that aspect of it, the pedophilia aspect of this giant. Kraken of debauchery that operates our government like different puppets that pop up out of the surface of the water. Um, it's just that showing itself. Dude, uh, Andrew Tate, which, by the way, thank God he's back on the internet. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but he's just a good voice to have. Like, this is why you need people to not be banned. Because, like, you just need other people's opinions and voices on things. He was talking about the Balenciaga stuff, and he was, like, explaining it that, like, what rules the government here and a lot of governments around the world are actual Satanists. Like, these people actually worship Satan. And they believe in this idea that if they do something evil and they just tell you about it, well, now it absolves them, right? It's not on them anymore. Like, so he was talking about the Balenciaga thing. Like, they're not... Yeah, they're doing it on purpose because now they're telling you. So if you buy our t-shirt... That's on you. It's not us. Like, we we are this way. And, like, you still bought the t-shirts. Like, that makes you the best. He's just going on about that. And, man, it's just so true. It's so obvious in everything they do. So, if it's not that, I don't know. Nope, uh, not. Let me think. It's a good way to do our podcast. You just think of something that pertains to you, and then I have to just guess. Uh... Was it big news? I think it's huge news. Like, massive. Like, 15 years in the making. 12. 12 years in the making. That's 12 years ago. Oh. 2010? No. Yeah. No. Yes. Math. Hard. Uh, what happened in 2010? I don't know. All right, well, you give up? Yeah, I guess so. I got nothing. <coughs> Unless I get a hint. Uh, arts and entertainment. I'll give you another hint. Is it a movie? Big Disney news. It's not Disney related. There's big it's Disney also not movie. James Cameron related, which would be. Avatar. I was gonna say I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be Avatar. No, I'd never talk about that. I, I was like, I've never seen Avatar. <laughs> I never will. I rode the ride one time. It was a good ride. Uh, better ride than movie. I don't know. Seen the movie. <laughs> um, Arson is a game. Is it nope. a game? Nope, not a video game. Is it Although a TV we, show? Do, we should talk about Pokemon again. Is it? A TV? I have more thoughts on Pokemon. Okay. Is it a TV show? It is a TV show. Breaking Bad. No, but closer. Sopranos. Further. Walking Dead. The Walking Dead ended. What do you mean? It's over. Has it not been over? No, it's been on the show air this whole time. Like live episodes? Like new episodes. That were filmed recently? Yes. 
Up until yesterday. With real people? Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the last episode. Guess what I did. You watched it? No. But I watched reviews about it. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I was never a Walking Dead person. I watched the first three episodes and thought the show's dumb. <laughs> I checked out right away. I was right. All other it lasted idiots, all this time. All those other idiots had to watch until season four to quit. <laughs> then there was another batch of idiots that had to quit after season eight. I think I was season six somewhere. Who are these people still watching until yesterday? I or whatever wanna, the fuck it happened. I want to know how many of that group of people that still were watching it were from the original run or how many picked up along the way. Zero. People must have been watching it. There's a spinoff show coming about Rick and Michonne. Do you know who Michonne is? The black lady. Yeah. So, how can you have a... Is it going to be like a post or a pre? Post, I think. Okay, then it could work. So, like, Rick's been off the show for, like, the last five seasons. I, think. I knew that. He I left. thought it was over when he was gone. I thought that was the It end. would have been over if I were a fan, I guess. I thought the only person... Actually, it's not true. I guess I did know it was still going after Darryl he left. Because that... Norman Reedus. Yeah. He was sweet. He was on until this very end. I think so, yeah. Did it end with there being no zombies left? Because you'd think he no, would have the killed them all are, after. The zombies have started to evolve. They, like, use tools and, like... Why'd they end the show? They could have went 15 more seasons. Well, that's why there's going to be spinoffs now. There's so many other characters Do and storylines. I think Game they of just Thrones? need to, like, chop it off. I think they think they're better than Game of Thrones. I think they think, like, the best horror sci-fi show to ever air on te- television. Which, I mean, they probably, they probably have a right are. to argue. They probably are. I mean, what? that's a weird... <laughs> it's a weird niche. But, I mean, like... That show... I haven't watched it. So like, I don't know. I can't imagine the quality. How many seasons was that? I think 12. I can't imagine the quality in season 12 was as good as season 2. I know. From just a writing standpoint. Let alone everything else. But I think it... So people said it got really good towards the end. Like the last few seasons were good. Like so I'm going to watch the whole thing you know what? to finish. I can see that. I could see when a show goes so long and it has... It just started like, to do what the fans want. It has dips, and like people are like, oh man, the show's gotten bad. And, but like they give it another season, and it's like, well, I'm going to keep watching it. It's not off the air, and then you watch it, and it's like... That was yeah, better. That was, and then it like kind of finds its footing again. It's like, well, now look at what we can do. And it's like, this is cool. <laughs> it's all right. So it must have been like that. Don't cancel any show. Just let all shows go forever. Do you think in an era of streaming, do you think that'll happen more where like shows don't really get canceled? If yeah, they have any popularity at all, you'll get spinoffs and different brands of the show. Honestly, it should. I mean, if there's eyes watching it. But like, think about it in the sense that like, how many characters have come and gone on that show and how many different so many like narrative arcs. I used to get into that show as much as I was into like Doctor Who or... Game of Thrones or anything like that. I was into that show like on a week to week basis. I was like going to get yeah, spoilers. You loved, you loved that show. It was great, and it was never like the best show on television. Like it always, it, even when it was on at the same time as Breaking Bad, I looked forward to it the same way I looked forward to Breaking Bad. But I recognized it wasn't the same. I think that's show. why I didn't like it because people tried to tell you to watch it like Breaking. Yeah. It was right around that time when, like, TV was, like, becoming king again, right? And it was, like, I was told about Breaking Bad, and I was like, yeah, the show's fucking incredible. And then you're told about Game of Thrones, and you're like, this show's incredible. And then you watch Walking Dead, and you're like, well, this is just TV. Like, this is just any show. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was zombies. Also, I think it probably hurts that like I don't care about zombies. Like, I've never been into like, the zombie genre. It was such a genre. cool show. Zombies are cool. Don't think zombies are that cool. <laughs> There's only one good thing that's ever come out with zombies, and it's Shaun of the Dead. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Zombies are a great, like, apocalypse event. I would take a zombie apocalypse. I think like, if COVID was in zombies instead, I'd be cool with it. You know why I think zombies plays, though? Especially for Walking Dead, unlike other things, but like for Walking Dead, I actually do think it's like the most realistic apocalypse that would be dragged out for a long time. Yeah, like everyone else would just die instantly in like a nuclear explosion. Yeah, like nuclear holocaust, over. AI takeover, over. Dude, the AI takeover is awful. 
the AI takeover is the worst way. And, it, and they're and getting it's, so close. It's, it's the like way, the closest one. It's the way it's going to happen. <laughs> it's the That's the worst one. part. The AI, um, it's going to be the AI robot takeover. Like People don't understand. That they dude, ha- they're strapping watch the, the police robots that are going to be coming out in the next 10 years. So, go watch the Will Smith movie, iRobot. It's, it's our demise. <laughs> they wrote it. And no one, no one is like, hey, we should stop this. We're like, let's do more. They put guns on the backs of those dogs now. Like, I can't own a gun, but you could strap guns to robots and put those robots in the hands of just fucking scientists because they're scientists? Yeah. How about you jerk yourself off and go fuck yourself? That's what, exactly what they do. That is what they all do. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, I mean, I don't... I want to be able to own my own gunned-up robot dog. Like, don't get me wrong. AI sentient robot dog companion... It's going to turn on you. ...would be awesome. It's going to turn on you. But I don't trust the technology. You can't. If I'm not manually loading my own gun, I won't trust it. If it's loading itself... I just think we're, like, it's... Does the robot gun dog bark at the mailman, or does Slippery he shoot slope. Well, that's long been... Like, I, robot, when they when the robot starts being like, well, like, you mistreated us, now watch what we do to you. It's like, well... What well is... No, but I, robot wasn't about mistreat. That was about, they were trying to protect humans. No, they weren't. The robots were doing it for human protection. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were I, trying to wipe out... Four, four rules... They were trying to wipe out human existence. No, they were trying to protect humans from themselves by keeping everyone in like in jail. In their by the house. way, even if that is how it goes, also very possible, very well, possible. Like it's like, well, no, we've just we've programmed the AI to always do our best, do the best thing possible. Eventually, the best thing possible is kill humans. I feel like it's holy shit. It's hot in here. I just stood you. up and I almost passed out. It's a hundred degrees. In there. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Thank God I was sitting low, below the heat. I lowered that. It's here. There's it's a like cloud above of you. hot air. It's cool here. Um, It'll sink even lower. So yeah, like congratulations to the cast of The Walking Dead and to all their fans for making it to the end of your series. You got to full, fulfill the whole storyline. Do guess. we know? Do we know how much money Norman Reedus has made over the last twelve years? He's had to make a killing. I mean, at the height, do you think he was making a mill an episode? I feel like every good show at peak times, you're got to be making at least a mil per. I feel like he was on for so long, for so many seasons, I wouldn't be surprised if it was that much. But also with the I, the way he's marketed being the character, I wonder if he's just made so much on other avenues. Dude, action like, figures, yeah, like, like posters, t-shirts. T-shirts. Like teenage girls like love him with his crossbow. Like, yeah. Alright, so, in season two, Norman Reedus was making $8,500 an episode. That's crazy. What a bargain. Eight seasons later, so, season ten, he was making $1 million per episode. Yeah, well, by that point, he was clearly the star of the show. After Rick. That's pretty crazy. Right? So that's an American institution that's going away. Thank God. You won't be able to get your weekly zombie fix. On AMC television. So what did the reviews say? They said it was good? They said that... Well, I just got the skinny on what characters were still around. What they were doing with other characters in the future. We should bring that saying back. Not enough people say that. Gotta get the skinny on things. (laughs) That's what I was doing. But, I mean, people said that generally it, was, it just felt like it, it should have been maybe two episodes. Like, it was a little cramped together. Fuck a off. A lot was going on. Fuck off. It's the worst complaint. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Too much happened. Rosita died. Spoiler alert. I don't even know who that is. She's an Hispanic lady. Is the little kid still on it? Which one? Carl? Carl. No, Carl died at some point. But his sister, Judith, is alive. What about Shane? Shane died and Rick killed Shane at the end of season one. Season one Shane died? Yes. Wow. And it's like one of the biggest moments of the season. Uh, 
guy who plays Yondu in Guardians of the Merle? Galaxy. Merle. Merle died. Hmm. Uh, but Merle died, like, again, very long time ago. Hmm. But Rick, Lawn Lady? Rick and Michonne both left the show and survived. The baby, Judith, who Rick and Michonne essentially raised while they were on the show and then left, and then the baby was raised by Carl, and then Carl died, and then the baby was raised by Rosita and Eugene and other people who they were with. Maggie, I guess, raised the baby for a while. I don't even know who the heck was still alive. But now the new show, I think, is Judith is going to be re- reunited with her dad, Rick, and Michonne. But Rick isn't actually her dad because, obviously, Shane fucked his wife, and he doesn't even know that that's not really his baby. So, even in the afterworld, sucks. Sucks to be Episodes you. are an hour long? I thought they were a half hour, but I guess they are an hour. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess they're an hour. If they're an hour, you're never you're never gonna rewatch it. Why? I'll get through it. It's 175 episodes. Damn, it's a lot of content. Who's Carol? Carol is the woman in season one who's getting beat by her husband. So she survived. I guess so. Yeah, she made it to the end somehow. Well, she's like an old lady now. She's on the show for 15 years. It's pretty wild. That's what happens to you? You get old. I want to see, you know the, remember that movie that came out a few years ago that like got tons of acclaim, Boyhood? Yeah, yeah. They should just do a TV show of like a movie like that that's just in real time. No no story, like just pick, almost like a reality show. Pick a family. Pick a family. Watch them grow up. Film them a year at a time. Figure out. Make a documentary. Not a documentary. Like you have all the footage for a whole year. Make a show. You have to figure out, like, what's the narrative of that year? Tell us. We get to watch it the following year. While we're watching year one, you're filming year two. Year two's all about them being the family from year one. (laughs) And just keep going until we watch them die. It seems highly unethical. Fuck it. Dude, we can do it. Oh, man. This reminds me of the other thing I wanted to talk about. Euthanasia. Dude. Liberals, do you know that the kids in Asia are struggling? It's been a long time since we like clearly identified our personal politics in terms of like outside of the left-right spectrum, just like what we believe. And I think that this is a good topic where we can make clear here: euthanasia is wrong. Um, you know, it's funny. I've never actually had an opinion on euthanasia. I think about it more in terms of like for animals. Never really. You can for, still euthanize your pets. I never really thought about it in terms of humans. I don't know. I mean, it, the you left, have an incurable disease that you're like in a lot of pain. Is the from. answer to let people kill themselves because of their incurable disease, or is the answer to find better treatment and care? Well, the, that's the answer. Okay. <laughs> so, so what are we, we doing? Well, you know where we like exist—the <laughs> the plane in which we exist. Why is the politics surrounding euthanasia? Is it good to let people who want to die die? That's not the question. Why do we live in a society where people want to die? Why are we not oh. funding things that help people live longer? Why are we funding things that help people die sooner? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> We're at a very weird point in time in where like science is. Science has the capability, not capability, because it already has. It's already cured everything. But they're getting all this money from all these, you know, you go to the grocery store. Would you like to round up for cancer? Sure. They have all the money in the world. They've, they've cured everything. The problem is they're not allowed to actually do anything with this information unless it has to do with the higher-ups. So, in turn... We are at an impasse. Science has, has reached its max. It's like, well, we've done all we can do. We've fi- fixed everything, but have we can't actually implement. Yourself? So, therefore, you're just going to have to kill yourself. <laughs> I don't think they've cured everything. It'd be sweet, though. I think they've cured everything. Like, someday, someone will just win the presidency and just release all the secrets. Like, I feel like we're... Can't we all just unify around the concept of, like, not having a government that keeps all these fucking secrets? 
Blind. Can't we can't we unify around the idea where we don't need to live in a society where the government keeps these kind of secrets? It's for our protections, though. They're protecting us. We'd be nothing without the government. <laughs> I just think it's so clearly obvious that we live in a society where the government's our enemy and we're being further and further entrapped in a prison of our own creation. Yeah, but you feed right into it. Sure. Maybe As I do I. It, but, like, who doesn't? But that's not... The, the question here isn't whether or not we feed into it. The question is who's aware of it. Well, do you stand a better chance feeding into it or not by being aware of it or not? Well, the answer, well, the, the key there is yes. Like, right? Like, you have to be aware of it first and foremost. But does feeding into it, even though you are aware of it, does that make it okay? I, I would say no. But what, all right, what would constitute feeding into it in the sense of. Your, your. I would say your your vocab. My vocab. I see your TikToks. You're very Democrats, liberal, like inflammatory. Very inflammatory towards a specific section of the population. I am very similar in the way I talk on here, which that's is not like that's into the, it. but that's the problem. Like you, shouldn't. I don't think that's the problem. Well, I think that is the problem. I think the problem is that we are living in a society that is dominated by one side of. One side of a society. We live in a one-sided society. I can't tell if it's 100 degrees in here or if I have a fever of 110. <laughs> it's hot in here, dude. I, I, I told you that. Here gets hot. Um, but I still just think The I problem is my rhetoric. Sure. The people but trying to make my rhetoric the problem are the problem. No. I think so. Well, of course you think so. All right, well. But like... The problem is, is like, the people you f- tend to fight with are the people who are unaware that the problem is that you're fighting. Right? They think the problem is you. So therefore, you were fighting them on the idea that, like, I'm not the problem. Yeah. But they can't see the fact that the problem is that it's even happening. Like, that argument is the problem. Yeah. Like, the problem is just like, Hey, we're having this. Discussion. We are we don't agree this. on this. It's yes. fundamental. It's like, like you and anyone you run into on a daily basis outside, getting a cup of coffee in a Starbucks, doing you're going to the bathroom, you bump shoulders. You have more in person with that, more in common with that person. No matter what side of the aisle they fall on, I but agree. yet, but yet we're gonna just argue everyone because of the left right politics that's a problem but I would say that that I feel rhetoric no I would say that the rhetoric is the tool to deliver the message and in this instance in the timing that I feel we're in I think that it requires a blunt tool yeah it's not like which which I agree like it's not like you're out here saying in everything you say, you're never just like, the left is the problem because they want uh, higher taxes. Yeah. It's not what you're saying. Yeah. You say, no, the left is the problem because they don't understand that, like, I'm a fucking person who just has different views. So I get that. I understand that. I still think at the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But... That's what I mean when I say that I don't think the rhetoric is a problem. Like, I yeah. can I can be as inflammatory as I am, or I feel justified in being as inflammatory as I am, simply because I don't feel <coughs> I'm ta- I'm not addressing anyone. Sure, I'm at I'm at a point where I'm just expressing my honest opinion. Now, sometimes I express it in a way that's deliberately designed to make people who would identify with the titles and labels I'm using to get under their skin. Because they fucking need it. Yeah, but... There's not enough... That doesn't... There's not enough pushback on the concepts that they find to be not just acceptable, but, like, what has to be the enforceable rule of the land. And I will not 
sure let that happen. Sure, but like, I don't know. I just think it's silly. Yeah, sure it is. Like, I need to get under their skin. It's like, sure, but like, you know, you know that's not really doing anything other than it makes you feel better knowing I can annoy them and they think I'm the problem. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? Well, no, Why is that the problem? That's not the problem. All right, so <laughs> there's no wrong. With that. That's a that's how you enjoy time. I enjoy time in a different <laughs> way. Everyone has the thing that they do. These people like to just make laws for other people. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm it doesn't sta- take that much time to put out a little. No, no, not at all. That's put not out what I'm a saying. little zinger. Boom. Liberals like to kill themselves and want others Listen, to do it too. When I say Boom. liberals, when I say liberals are are groomers, I don't mean my liberal friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Good thing it's not an, a video <laughs> podcast. Speaking of which, do you know how long before we can live stream on TikTok? Uh, thirty six. No, we're not that close. I had an idea. Okay. Oh my god, I forgot. I had an idea to yeah. spark. We're close to spark followers. Fifty-three. You should come to the gym with me one day, I'll and we do a gym talk. We do a brothers catch up in the gym video. Whoa! Wait, all of a sudden, we have seven humans deserve the same attitude towards their. Oh, good. This is perfect. Okay, so I made a TikTok about euthanasia that is getting. What a horrible name for a word, by the way. Youth in Asia. This person, I do believe that people with terminal illnesses should have the right to end their suffering. We deem it cruelty to let animals suffer. Yeah, but then you're just saying, like, we're just animals. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> yeah, youth in Asia is a weird one. Okay, so we picked up some followers in the last little bit. We're at 948. So at nine at one thousand, supposedly we're able to live stream. So fifty two. We get fifty two, right? It's easy. I got sixty three in one day. How many do you have now? Sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why I I can't get more. But how does TikTok freeze you? It does, uh, it really makes you want to earn it. <laughs> like it. All right, we have to talk about something. Okay. Alright, so. Where is it? Alright, so I was on Twitter. Okay. I saw this tweet. Now, I did absolutely no research to, to back up this thing because I think that defeats the purpose. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. Alright. Yo, what the fuck? Dot, dot, dot. Just saw a stat that said only 30 to 50% of people have an internal dialogue. There's really 50% of the population out here walking around with nothing going on in their head. <laughs> Everything is starting to make much more sense. So when I saw that, I like paused and I went, that can't be true. So I asked Amanda, I said, what's your internal dialogue? Like, do you, do you, I was like, do you, do you think, like, do you have an internal do dialogue? Do you think? I'm sure she thinks. And she goes... Yeah, of course I have an internal dialogue. She's like, I talk to myself all day. I'm like, yeah, right? Like, isn't that, like, I thought that was normal. I don't think that's what they, I don't think that's what that kind of means when they think about internal dialogue. I think internal dialogue is like, when you go to open a cabinet, if in your head, maybe you, like, think to yourself as you're opening the cabinet, like, grab the pepper. You know? Like, you're just kind of like. Telling yourself what to do. Yeah. I don't think, like, I don't have to do that. Do you not have, but like, you're, like, you're a thinker. You have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I'm thinking, about, you, thinking about other shit. What is, like, what are your but thoughts? Maybe that's why, like, I do airhead shit where, like, someone will ask me to grab the pepper and I'll get, hand them a cardboard box that was laying on the counter instead. Because you're not really <laughs> listening. <laughs> but, but still, we're thinking of things. Yeah. Those things that you're thinking of are, they're you, happening you, in your you head. You're Democrats, dude. But when you're thinking about them, they're, they not exist you, in your Democrats. head, right? Yes, of course. How are you thinking of them? Like as a voice, well, like as a voice. Like, yes, yeah, that's conversationally. The point. Yes, that's that's what. But certain I people, would... I think, have more visual cues. Okay, which brought me to this next thing that happened. So it'd be less than a dialogue. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. P- 
picture. Well, I don't want to say picture. Okay, well, picture. Imagine. You have to imagine. Imagine an apple. Okay. You see the apple. Yes. All right, open your eyes. What number best correlates to what you saw? Uh, well, probably one or two. Yeah, because that's a fucking <laughs> apple. You know how many people are like, five? What? Dude, look at it. It's crazy. All right, listen, listen, look at these tweets. Anyone that says, all right, so by the way, so for the podcast, one is a picture of an apple inside a head. Two is also a picture of an apple inside of a head. Three and four are like gray apples. Gray apples. And then five is nothing. There's just nothing in your head. The tweets to this are, anyone that says anything other than five is lying. What? I'm like four, almost a five. I'm a bit jealous. Others can just conjure image from the ether-like sources. I'm a five. I can't see in my head, and I also don't have an internal monologue. No thoughts. Head empty. Wait, people can actually see things in their head and not just imagining an idea? I'm a five. I literally just repeat the word apple in my head and play along. Five. I see nothing. What? Really? This is why we are where we are. This was my, like, big revelation. Like, if you're... Close your eyes and remember Derek Jeter jumping in the stands. Yes! The fly ball. You see it, right? Yeah. Like, you no. see it. Apparently, we are walking around <laughs> with people who don't actually think. Like, their brains don't actually work the way, like, I think brains were intended to work. So, like, the people you argue... Imagine if there's someone like this. They have no thoughts. They don't have thoughts. Like, how can you ever win an argument? You can't. Like... I don't know, man. Isn't that it makes, wild? It makes the CNN advertising campaign a few years ago make a lot more sense. It was like, this is an apple. This is CNN. <laughs> They're literally doing the thinking for the, their audience. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was an enlightening discussion. It's wild. Absolutely wild. That, like, there are people who just don't have... That can't be real. Those are Twitter bots. That's what I said, right? I was like, it can't be real. I was like, I can't, I don't, I don't think I've ever met someone who... Oh, so the whole stat to begin with seems like nonsense, but then you see people saying that kind of stuff. So. That's the thing. But I don't know, I've never met anyone who doesn't have an internal monologue, but at the same time, that's not something that I talk about with people, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, well, I think that's a good week of conversation. We covered a lot. It was a true catch-up. And we have a dog trying to break down the door. We're going to shut the heat in here. (laughs) Pass out. All right, well, we'll talk next time. All right. Oh, wait. What? I did want to talk about Pokemon. All right, talk about Pokemon. I like it, man. Or do you want to wait until next week? Do you want to get another week of Pokemon under your belt before we talk about it? Yeah, I guess so. Let's just end it here. Good night, everyone. What a teaser.
the the people who are next to me in the barbershop were uh, 49ers fans. Nice. Were you talking about the game? I didn't talk to them about it, but I was listening to them talk about. Were they talking about net like they're next about week? A, no, they were talking about a bunch of different stuff. Like, they're talking about. When? It started with them talking hey, about like. Good job, buddy. They were talking about the Titans and how the Titans kind of suck because Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is the whole offense and Tannehill's the most telegraphed quarterback in the NFL. And which isn't wrong. That's not the wrong take. <laughs> no, it's true. The Titans, like, if you shut down Derrick Henry. Tanner you really can probably win. Yeah, Tanner probably can't beat you. As much as I love Tanner. He's a good quarterback. He has games in him. Gun to your head. Yeah. You have to win one game. Jimmy G or Tannehill? Kirk Cousins or Tannehill. What team are they on? Is it like Kirk Cousins with the Vikings and Tannehill with the Vi- in the Titans? It's just throughout their career. You're getting... You're getting. No, I'm just taking the quarterback. You're getting any random performance that they could just spit out. I'm taking. I'm taking day. Tannehill. I think I'm taking Cousins. I think you're crazy. Cousins barely. I think their floor is like so similar. Their floor is pretty similar. But the ceiling, I think, is like I think Tannehill's ceiling is way higher. <laughs> I think Tannehill has think like Cousins crazy is, games in. I him. think Cousins is more consistently better with what he yes. has around him. Yes, I agree. But look, I I always will. Those two are forever tied by being in the 2012 draft together. That draft is the only is one of the few drafts. It's a great quarterback draft. It's the it's the first draft of my football fan life that I like studied every quarterback prospect. It's a great because draft. I knew the Dolphins were getting one, and every week, like with every Dolphins loss, I just was able to look at higher and higher quarterback prospects. It was a suck for luck year, and it still amazes me to this day that the two best quarterbacks from that draft. Are going to end up being Brian Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, how do you argue against it? It's not even going to be close. How do you argue against it? You can't. RG3 was an immediate bust. Luck for everything he did was, like, gone. Now, neither have won a playoff game. Wait, did Kirk Cousins win a playoff game? I don't think he did. So it went Luck, RG3... Then Tannehill was the third quarterback taken Number in seven. eight. Oh, eight. Eight. We got Tua three picks higher than we got Tannehill. Maybe that draft isn't, like, that good. Like, Brandon Whedon was in that. Like, Brandon no, Whedon was the a Browns first. took him in at, like, 22. And he was out of the league within two years. Yeah, 22 they took him. When was Cousins drafted? Cousins was drafted in the third round by the Redskins, who also drafted RG3. Ooh, Brock Osweiler was also in that draft? A lot of quarterbacks. Not many good careers. Russell Wilson went ahead of... Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh, Nick Foles went in that draft, too? Super Bowl winner. I don't see Kirk Cousins in this draft. He didn't go until the fourth round. Fourth round. Uh, that's a lot of quarterbacks ahead of him. And think about the career Kirk Cousins got on time. And I knew during that draft, and so did a few other people who were saying it at the time, Kirk Cousins was going to be a good starter in the league. A good starter. Like, he would start for many teams. And that has gone on to be 100% true. Um, Not many you teams. You and I fought teams. about RG3. But I said at the time, even though I believed RG3 would have a good career, because I thought he was a really good talent. Um, that I believe that Kirk Cousins would be the better quarterback for Shanahan. And it, you could see how that whole drama unfolded, where, like, Shanahan didn't really want RG3. Did they draft both of the... Like, yes! Like, it's t- both Shanahan 2012. wanted Cousins. Why'd they both... Dra- why did they draft two quarterbacks? <laughs> Dan Snyder wanted RG3 for the Lulls. And Shanahan was like, this guy's gonna suck. <laughs> and then he went out and tr- deliberately tried was to McDaniel killed. Was McDaniel in Washington then? I don't know. He might have been. <coughs> but Shanahan pretty much ruins RG3's career by letting him get blown up by injury. And then Kirk Cousins goes on to great success. Although RG3 in his rookie year was really good. And the what the Redskins playoff team Mike Mike McDaniel was the uh the offensive team. assistant that year. See, look at that. Dude, that team, that's that a good team. Wait, hold on. 
So that team obviously was Mike Shanahan was the coach. Yeah. Kyle is the OC. And then on the assistants, you have McVay, McDaniel, and LaFleur. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Dude, the Shanahan coaching the Shanahan tree, tree is crazy. The Shanahan coaching tree is probably like the best tree. The Shanahan's a great coach. Andy Reid's tree is pretty good. Um, But I think it might be Shanahan. I think Shanahan's got the tree. Does McDaniel count as a Mike Shanahan He'll tree guy? Or is he a Kyle He'll Shanahan, Shanahan Kyle guy? Shanahan. Seems unfair. He's been with Mike longer but, than he's but, been with Kyle. But Kyle's the I ultimate. I he's been with them both the Kyle's entire. the ultimate Mike Shanahan guy, so it's like. It's the same thing. It's really one tree with two stumps coming out of it. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But, like, when that team, when that Redskins team was trying to win something, and they were, like, in the playoffs, I think it was the Cowboys they were playing, I think, and they were beleaguered to all get out, and RG3 was, like, hobbled on one leg trying to run down the field. That stuff was cool. I was rooting for that team. RG3 was sick. Yeah, I mean, you were living in D.C. for that team. Hail to the Redskins! I miss the Redskins. The Commanders now. That Commanders suck. <laughs> can you believe they're six and one in their last seven? Yes, because they're better. I think I Pretty thought good. that going into the season they were better than both the Eagles and Dallas. I thought all four of the NFC East teams would be around five hundred by the end of the year, and it looks like they're that all, was stupid. Yeah, they're all going to be. I just didn't realize how. I don't pay attention. They're to all going to somehow be ten win teams, and I didn't realize how bad the rest of the NFC was. Like I didn't see the Bucks being this bad. Well, there were three teams in the NFC that wound up being bad. The, the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks. Yeah. Those are three teams that were supposed to account for, like, the play- 12 to 14 wins and the playoffs. Two, that was, like, one, two, and three seed. Gone. Yeah. Except the Bucks are still going to make it. And the benefactors of that have entirely been the NFC East. The Bucks are going to still make it just because... Did you watch any of the end of that, that Jags game, dude? That was the most yeah. epic one. Oh, no, no, not the Jags game. I loved that game. When they brought out... Trevor Lawrence. When they brought out uh, Justin Tucker to kick the 67-yard field goal, I thought for sure he was going to hit it. And then as it's up, I'm like, that's it. He's got it. Man, poor Jaguars. This stinks. They fall short. It's funny that like everyone had that same reaction. That Everyone just expected him to make a 67-yard. That's and not then an easy he... kick. No, no. no, of course it's not an easy kick. It's literally a historic kick if he hits it. I was going to say, it's <laughs> no one's ever hit that kick. Yeah. So like, but he hits it in practice probably twenty times, a and day. it was online, like so perfectly online. Because you would think at that distance, it's like, well, you need the leg, which that's hard. Apparently, but the to get it to go sh- that accurate from that far is. Crazy. I think the accuracy for him is probably the easiest part. But like when you think about last year, supposedly he had a sixty-six yarder, and when he went out of bounds on the play before before they went for the kickoff, and he's like a yard behind it, you're like, oh my god. Boy. I mean, another yard? He could do it. It's just like, he's older now. Did the, you? It's an open stadium, not a dome. Like, maybe if you're in Colorado or somewhere, like, you hit a 67-yarder. But, like, in Jacksonville on a humid day, the ball just doesn't travel as far. He probably gave it everything he had. And just the the conditions of that moment is was two like, yards short. It was like, it just doesn't go. <laughs> that sucks. But I think he's always probably online when he kicks it. Do you think there's ever, like... The refs, whose their job it is, is to stand under the uprights and signal good or no good. They don't know. I think do you, I don't think I would know ever. No, but do you think they like <laughs> they, ever see it and it's like that, like sixty-seven yards and it comes up just short? They're just like, it was good. It was good. That's pretty sweet. It was. It was close enough. Look at all the fans behind them. Would have killed them. That's a good point. Um, did you see what happened in the Seattle? Las Vegas game? Did you Raiders see the back to back walk off wins? I saw that. Yeah, but did you see what happened on the Derek Carr threw a pick? And did he, he get hurt? I heard he got hurt. No, I don't, I don't uh, see that. But he kind of threw a pick to like, kind of like a. It was like towards like the hash, and as soon as he throws the pick, a dude on the Seattle sideline. I don't know who he is. Number fifty-two. He's clearly on the sideline as the play is happening. The pick happens, and he. Sprints onto the field and starts like blocking to help return. So funny. It make it's actually like because they were talking about this on the the Travis Kelsey and his brothers podcast. 
about like there are just certain rules you will break on purpose because it doesn't matter. Yeah. So he's talking about on a goal line stand when the Bills were playing the Vikings and they yeah. had twelve men on the field on fourth down. It's like if they don't see it, if they don't see it, you're, you're getting get an extra defender. Yeah. If they do see it, it, does, it doesn't matter. It does, like they, they're you're not moving the ball. It's so, like I just thought it was funny that like there are probably things like that all the time. That happened. You don't know. Yeah. I'm worried that Derek Carr is going to end up being the quarterback of the Jets next year. But I'm also excited that he might be the quarterback of the Jets next year. I was going to say you're worried about <laughs> Derek Carr. Well, it would make the Jets better, I think, as a team. Derek but Carr's I mean, not going anywhere. I think it would make them more comical, too. Derek Carr's not going anywhere. I don't know, man. He There's no way he could leave after Devontae just gave up everything to be there. Not gave up everything. Dude got paid. But, like... It's not going to be up to Derek Carr. I think it's going to be up to someone. Well, he's a free agent, I think, at the end of the year. Derek Carr? Yeah, I think so. I don't think that's true. I was looking at lists of free agent quarterbacks the Jets could pursue, and he was on the list. But that's where I'm basing Devontae Adams better be requesting a trade to go to the Jets. I mean, the Raiders are probably going to be picking, like, two or three in the draft. Maybe not after yesterday. <clears throat> Isn't it weird that like we're sitting atop the league right now? It's weird with to, no draft picks. It's like, weird, we have to keep winning because like no, it's weird not to be in the hunt. Well, yeah, no, we're not in the hunt for. It's why we're I think hunted. it's why it's kind of why I've the Bills are interesting. I hate Bills fans because they act like they've won everything. But they're just treating the playoffs as like, no, we're there. Yeah, like, we're in the playoffs. We've won the division. It doesn't matter. I We're in the lead of the AFC. I feel like we're going to miss the playoffs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking at everyone like, they better lose this game. You gotta lose fuck! It's like, fuck, the Bengals won. I know. It's like, <laughs> like, I feel the same way. But realistically, like, we'd have to lose. I mean. We could lose we could every lose. one of these games. Like, we could lose the next two. And then it's like, well, now you're in the hunt. And yeah. you, those other games matter. But it is it is weird to be like, well, you don't really... Just win your game. Like, just win your just game. Just beat the Niners. So everything's in your control. For now. I was listening to the, those Niners fans talk about the Niners. And they were saying that like the pass rush has been awful this year. And only Joe, Joey Bosa gets home. Yeah. So, like, that's cool. And they were saying that like they're worried about stopping the run. That's nice. I like yeah, hearing that. Because like, we need to be able to run the ball. <laughs> like, I'm worried about just not playing well. Like, just go out there and play well. I'm not worried about that with this team. Because you remember under... Like, I'm worried about it from, like, a defensive standpoint because they've shown that this year. But through 12 games, I mean, the offense shows up. They're not going to... They might not put up 40, but they're not going to be, like... I like that this team also doesn't like stay down too. Like no. if they get out to a bad start, they'll like they'll just fight half back or into something. The game or whatever. Yeah, so I don't. But except for that Jets game, that Jets game doesn't. Isn't count. that amazing? I it's look an at aberration. That, that game when you look at our like win losses all through the year, that it's game an, stands out. It's like an, such a sore thumb. It's an aberration. That game was so close for fifty minutes or so of game time. And then it just turned into an abject, like, disaster. Like, every single wheel fell off but every think about, single wagon. But think about what was going on at that time. Of course. Like, you were in the worst shape. You didn't have your quarterback. You The narrative that backup, was swirling about... Your backup quarterback got immediately, immediately taken out of the game. We had doctors calling for our coach's job and everyone else's job in the front office. The entire front office should lose their job. Yeah, because two got, got a concussion. Fuck off. That's why this team, though, I think is so close, and why they're like they're a team of destiny. I hope so. Beat the Niners, and you can have all the confidence in the world going into the Chargers game. Beat the Niners, you went out. Lose so. to the Niners. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough and battle through the end of the season. Seed. We're probably not winning the division. No, we'll probably wind up like being like the sixth seed, which, which I'm fine with. Like if we're in the playoffs, playoffs. Like, cool. But but also like it'd be man, so nice. To, home, I think this team could win out home playoff game. If they win out, grab the one seed. Oh my god! 
You're talking. You know why I don't you're you're talking that. the road to Phoenix goes through Miami. Here's talking about like getting cocky and ahead of yourself. Pretty cool. Here's why I'd prefer the two seed over the one seed. I think the most important thing this year is winning a playoff game. And I think we have a better chance of doing that in the two seed in the first round than skipping right to the second round of the playoffs. No, but getting the one seed is effectively winning a playoff game. It doesn't count, though, when you lose in that second round. Correct. You will still not have <laughs> won a playoff game. It's I agree. Matter to me. I get it. But effectively, you are winning the a playoff game. You are now the in the second team. round of the playoffs. At home, I'm still going to be mad, and I will be like, we didn't win a playoff game. I'd rather just beat, like, some shitty team that squeaked into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, why do you think <laughs> when the Ravens had that season where they lost to the Titans in the second round? That sucked. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we're the best team. You allowed the Titans to work, go in there, get super hot, and now they have to come to you. And it's like, well, we haven't played. Come, we're coming off a bye week. It's like, we haven't well, like, played. the way the team talks about coming off this bye week, and they're like, we have to get all this rust off. I'm like, No! Rust versus Rust. It's the ultimate, like... <laughs> so, I don't know. But, hard? like, just get to the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. I mean, I feel pretty good about the playoffs. Tell you what, I feel great about the over 8.5 win total bet. You have to win two out of three. You've got to win one more the division game. games remaining, in my opinion. And it's crazy one, we've only played two, three division games. One of the other games to guarantee... A playoff spot. Two out of... So two of the no. Jets, Pats, Bills, and no. one of the Packers, Niners, If you're talking Chargers. about just guaranteeing a playoff spot, you I think... You only need two of those games. Just two of the division games. But I'm, I'm talking about... Get it, to ten wins and I, have the tiebreaker over both Pats and Jets. But I'm not talking about tiebreaker. I'm saying just, like, you're... No one will be able to challenge you at that point. Like, forget tiebreakers. Forget having t- the same record as people. I think you get... Those three games, you're, there's no question. Well, yeah, you're going to be at 11 wins. Yeah. I think I think there's 12 wins on the table. But I, I, I think there's more. But like, I think 12 is like kind of... Because 12, I'm saying, go 4-2 and two in the last six. It's doable. I, I think you're definitely right where if like the Dolphins can somehow beat the 49ers, it's like... Well, and it's like... Roll to the playoffs now. Yeah, it's like, well, now we're not Who stopping. Who can beat you? Yeah. You're, Come challenge the us, Chargers Buffalo. are worse than the Niners. Yeah. Packers are a mess. And then it's your division opponents. Is Aaron Rodgers done for the year? Yes. So Bryce Love is who Dude, I heard, maybe I heard it on part of my take, so it might not be true. I don't know where I heard it, because I can't remember. But I heard that the injury that Aaron Rodgers suffers, suffered the most The thumb people, injury. Get their thumb amputated? Yes. Yeah, so I heard that on part of my take, and I thought it was a joke. So I don't know if that's real. Okay, I don't know. Maybe that's why. I just thought it was like them making a joke of a- okay. at Aaron Rodgers' expense. Because I only but, listened very briefly to but part of my take. Knowing Aaron Rodgers' camp, I would not be surprised <laughs> if they put out like, "Hey, this injury, most people have it, like get their thumb amputated." So like, I wouldn't be shocked. But so, if we have to play Bryce Love, though, he looked good last night. Is that his name? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. The quarterback... I get Bryce Love and Bryce Young. See, I call them Bryce again. Jordan Love, Bryce Young. Jesus, God. I don't know why I get those two. That's the quarterback Flores was willing to ruin the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa and his reputation for. So he better beat us. Also, he looked really good last night, so... Good for the pack. They just go from one great quarterback to another via injury. Every 15 years, somehow. Just what they do. Alright, well, I guess we should start recording.